Hello everybody and welcome back to the Grad Cracker webinars. I hope you all had a brilliant Christmas and a very happy new year. And now we're back to it, using Grad Cracker to find the perfect placement or graduate opportunity. I'm really pleased to welcome Siemens today for the next Grad Cracker webinar. We're joined by Charlotte, Early Careers Talent Acquisition Consultant. <laughs> nice job title, Charlotte, <laughs> to say in a webinar. And three graduate en engineers, Nathaniel, Nicole and Alavade. We've done all our waves. <laughs> Charlotte, before we go on and meet the graduates, um, can you please give the audience an overview to who Siemens is and your role within the business? Thanks, Carla. So, um, yeah, like Carla said, um, my job title is Talent, talent Acquisition Consultant, um, working specifically on the early careers teams at Siemens. So that's why I'm here today um, to talk about some graduate and intern um, opportunities that we have. Um, so in terms of Siemens as a whole, so Siemens are actually Europe's leading engineering and technology company. Um, we employ around 16,500 people in the UK, so pretty big employer. Um, and then globally, we have around 293,000 people working for us. So we're a pretty big company. <laughs> um, we're actually seen as sort of pioneers in the engineering field, and we have been since 1847. Um, and our technologies span across a lot of different sectors, um, such as industry, mobility, energy, healthcare, um, and smart infrastructure. Um, Siemens plays such a big part in answering um, a lot of societies like problems um, with our engineering um, technologies and our really good ingenious software. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that's sort of a little bit of an overview about Siemens. Yeah, thank you, Charlotte. And I think it, it's strange, isn't it, since I started working at Grad Cracker, obviously I'd heard of Siemens bef before, like 10, 10, 15 years ago. Um, but the amount of times we see Siemens now, you know, knowing the name on, on different products and things like that, I thought, oh, I never knew that Siemens did that. So obviously now to the audience, watch the webinar and keep your eyes out because they're involved in so many different sectors um, and industries that Charlotte just mentioned. And I was going to say this a little bit later on, but the Siemens hub on Grad Cracker, there's, there's two areas um, of the hub which I really like and I find really interesting one of the sectors you know we, we um, go into detail about all the different sectors that Siemens is involved in um, and also the history page so Charlotte just mentioned about when the when the company was founded but we do go into more detail about um, like the timeline through throughout the different generations at Siemens so go and have a look at the hub on Grad Cracker there's lots of information on there as well which kind of just seconds what Charlotte said um, and just to give you, the audience, a bit of an idea, so Siemens currently has placements and graduate opportunities open for you to apply to. And um, the deadlines are ongoing, so a bit of a, bit of a you know, quick trick is that when, this, when the deadlines are ongoing, that basically means if Siemens um, receives enough good quality applications, they'll actually close their applications. So make sure you, you know, thoroughly research, research Siemens, um, watch the webinars, look at the hub and get your applications in ASAP because they will be closing out soon. Um, the Another page on the hub, which we've updated, just recently updated because of COVID, is the application process as well with Siemens. Um, so there's currently three stages into the, in the application process, um, application screening, game-based assessment and video interviews. Um, Charlotte, just to spin back around to you, the, the game-based assessment and the video interviews might be new to some people, you know, we're still kind of changing into this environment with, you know, your digital and your te you know, new technologies. What hints and tips would you give students who have reached those stages into the application process? 
Yeah, so um, for the games-based assessment and for the video interview, sort of a tip that applies to both, um, a key thing, and it, it will seem really obvious, but it's it's so important, is sticking to the deadlines that have been yeah. set. Um, because, you know, we, we get quite a lot of people that will say, oh, I'm really sorry, I've been too busy. Can you extend the deadline for me? But then we'll have the majority of the people that manage to complete it on time. And, you know, we'll always give them at least a week or around about a week to complete. Um, and we appreciate that everyone's busy with uni and stuff, but it does look a lot more impressive if you can meet the deadlines, no questions asked, because then that's an indication of how you would perform in your job role with us, because obviously yeah. deadlines are a key thing in, in any business, not just Siemens. Um, for both the games-based assessment and the video interviews, again, um, you obviously want to perform your best. So I would say making sure that you complete it at a time where you're pretty sure you're not going to have any distractions. Mm -hmm. um, they both don't take longer than half an hour, I wouldn't say. Um, so, you know, it's not going to be really hard to find, like, you know, you don't need a whole half day to complete them both. Um, but yeah, if you can try, try, and, try and find a time where there's no distractions. Um, something that is recommended with the games-based assessment as well, because it's often completed on a phone or a tablet, is to disable your notifications. Because yeah. I don't know about you, but if you're doing something on your phone where you need to concentrate and you keep getting all your friends messaging you, it's a bit of a nightmare, isn't it? So, um, yeah, that's just that's a small tip that we do recommend in the comms that go out to the candidates anyway. So you'll see that if you do get to that stage. Yeah. Um, for the games-based assessment specifically, it is a game, so quite a fun game I've played it many times um you can't really sort of like check where it's assessing you you're not really going to realize that you're being assessed so it will assess you um in a way that sort of it'll assess your personality your traits and things like that so you just sort of need to be yourself and and that will hopefully then translate to a good fit for our company yeah. um for video interviews um this is obviously key in making a really good impression on the hiring managers on the recruiters um, so, you know, you want to make sure that you dress quite smartly because you are simulating a video, a, a real life interview. Whilst there isn't someone on the other end, you are still sort of presenting yourself and of how you would like to be presented in a workplace or anything like that. So I would advise always dressing smartly. Um, and another sort of thing that I would say applies to the final stage um, when you get to like an assessment center or a real life interview or something, is just to be yourself and be authentic because we can, you can kind of tell when people are not lying, but kind of sort of making it seem really, really great. And you, and you know, our hiring managers are pretty smart. They can, they can sense these kind of things. So yeah, just always make sure you're being yourself because that, even if you think you might not be sounding really professional or whatever, it does come across very like a lot better than than if you sort of sound a bit like a bit fake maybe yeah um, so yeah they would be my tips yeah they're really good tips and I think you know what we do so when we're prepping for these webinars for example there's a lot that we need to prep in advance so for example you know just like Charlotte said make sure you're in a quiet environment and to put your phones on silent make sure you turn off your emails and what we do is that we, you know, as grad crack you know we've actually got a checklist of like four or five things and um, that we try and stick to so I think it's a really good idea of, of you guys as well out there as the audience if you are going to do a lot of these um, video interviews and game-based assessments and everything else write yourself a little list of jobs so then you don't have to think about that and everything else as well and then you can just check them off before you start and then you know start the process and like Charlotte said you know enjoy it they, they just want to know about you who you are as an individual they don't want you to put on an act and be something that you're not 
and 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 again if, if you do try and put on that act as well you'll forget halfway through and then you'll think all oh, right which which person am I trying to be you know we, we've, we've all we've all been there we've all done that surface smiling because she used to be an absolute nightmare doing that <laughs> she's nodding her head behind the scenes going that was me and um, so just make sure you be yourself and enjoy everything so thank you Charlotte really good um, hints and tips there so now we're going to go on and meet the graduates um, Alameda, I'm going to start with you, my love. Where are you on my screen? You're just there. If you could just tell the audience which university you studied and what did you study? Thank you, Carla. Um, so I studied at Loughborough University and I studied electrical and electronic engineering. Fantastic, thank you. Uh, Nathaniel, on to you. With your Thanks. seam please. Show everybody your fleece. It's the merch. Um, <laughs> I also studied electronic and electrical engineering, a master's degree at the University of Southampton. Fab, thank you. And Nicole. Hi everyone. Um, I also studied at Loughborough, but I studied product design engineering. Fantastic, thank you. And I know I said at the beginning that you are all um, graduate engineers, but you've got quite different roles um, in, in, you know, at Siemens. So could you just tell me a little bit more about um, your, your current roles and what you're involved in? And Alameda, I'm going to start again with you. Okay, um, so I like to say that I'm a graduate project engineer. Um, so that means I'll be when I come off the grad scheme, I'd be going on to the project engineer role. And just to give a brief idea of what project engineering is, I'll use the analogy of building a house. So um, when you take on a project to build a house, you could have different work packages. So splitting the projects down and one work package to be to get the foundations done, the second work package, the walls, and the third windows and doors. So here at Siemens, when we take on projects, um, we split them into work packages as well. And these work packages are managed by the people we call project engineers and um, so we're just responsible for managing the design the implementation and the testing on the project fantastic and is your job then can you see a project all the way through so from start all the way through to completion yes yes we can you're involved in it all oh brilliant okay thank you very much for that introduction and um, nathaniel so you're a graduate engineer but who are you really so, um, my role is um actually a graduate automation engineer in some Siemens Digital Industries, which is the part of Siemens that I work in. Um, they specialize mostly in automation. Yeah. So um, I work in a team of specialists who help client manufacturing companies upgrade or improve their production facilities. So these are industries such as like pharmaceuticals, consumer goods and food and beverages, like anything that has some sort of um, production line that uses automation technology. Yeah. So would a, would a client then, a pharmaceutical client, for example, come to you and say, look, I've got this problem with my production line. And then you would go away, you and your team would go away and try and solve that problem and present it back to the, to the client. Yes, exactly. So they could come to us and say, look, we've got these old production line tech kind of setups and we would like to upgrade to Siemens. And then the team would go about completely reinstalling with the state of the art Siemens tech. Or if they already have old Siemens tech and they want to get it upgraded that way, or if they have any problems, that's where our team would come in. Yeah, fantastic, thank you. And Nicole, last but not least, over to you. Thank you. Um, so I'm currently working on the Crossrail project. Um, as part of the graduate programme, I have moved around, but this has been my longest, long, my longest placement. Um, so I've been um, on this project for about a year now, almost. Um, and we're basically delivering the um, control and communication systems for the new underground line in London. Um, so our... Uh, systems which is like software and hardware um, allows rail operators to um, basically control and monitor different things along the track and in the stations. 
Brilliant. Thank you, Nicole. And as you can see, just a message to the audience there, we've got three graduates here and, and their roles and their projects and their experiences are massively different. Um, so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to hand over to Sophie and Sophie will find out a little bit more from the graduates and why they chose Siemens to begin with, projects that they've worked on and everything else. And then we'll join me back at the end and I'll go and um, speak to the grads and Charlotte as well about their key exciting facts about Siemens. Sophie, over to you. Thank you very much, Carla. Hi, everyone. Um, so it was a really great introduction there. I think it just gives a really good overview of working for an organisation like Siemens that's got such a long history and um, sort of fingers in so many different pies, if you like, um, about what you can do as a graduate there. So we're going to start, as Carla said, by kicking off by finding out a little bit more from our grads um, why they're initially attracted to Siemens. So Lamade, you mentioned when kind of the run up to the to webinar, when we've been having our chats, that you were initially attracted by the diversity and investment in employees that, that you see from Siemens. Could you tell us a little bit more about that and um, your personal experiences now you've actually joined the company as well? Um, yes, so um, Siemens invests in their employees and um, it does so in so many ways. Um, I'll start with talking about how we invest in our personal and professional development. Mm -hmm. So Siemens sponsors our memberships um, for professional organizations. So like my IET membership is sponsored by Siemens. Um, not only that, but we also get numerous, numerous trainings that we go on on the grad scheme and even after the grad scheme, um, just trainings like business influencing skills, customer communications, and just um, anything that would really help you optimize success um, in your career. Um, not only that, but we also get perks as employees at Siemens. So there's, I think it's called Perks at Work, so where, where we get um, discounts exclusive to Siemens employees and just things like that. There's also recognition awards. So if you do great, you'll recognize um, team building activities and so many more. So all these investments are... are um, done for the future of both the company and its employees and in terms of diversity Siemens is really 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 big on EDI which is equality diversity and inclusion I know on the grad scheme we had we've had webinars on diversity and inclusion and it just makes sure that everyone is aware of what it means to be inclusive and ensures that the culture at work is also inclusive and it's very evident among the people that we work with it's it's part of our culture so yeah that's brilliant thank you Lamade. um that's a really good uh, message to get out to the students because i know it's becoming more and more important to our audience when they are looking at different employers about their culture and values and and these types of things that they they put on them as part of the graduate scheme so thank you for running through that um nathaniel i'm going to head over to you now because i know that you were initially attracted to siemens um as they are a world leader in automation technology um, can you tell us a little bit more about what Siemens does in, in that particular field? I know you've kind of touched upon what you do in your role um, and anything that you've kind of been involved in so far that kind of proves that that world leader status. So um, Siemens um, are one of the market leaders across the globe for um, automation hardware and software. And by that, I mean specifically the, um, the motors and drives and kind of things that make these production lines work and the software that controls them. And that's become really apparent since I started my, um, my role in the automation engineering team by being involved in a project where they want to upgrade like some old system to a new Siemens one. So it's, it's, I'm just like going on the internet and reading up on these technologies. You're like, 
I'm actually working with the people who do it probably one of the best, if not the best, and it's a nice feeling. Fantastic. Thank you very much. And then over to you, Nicole. Um, a huge attraction for you was the extracurricular activities that Siemens offer, um, volunteering opportunities. And you've also been involved as a STEM ambassador and a Young Rail Professionals ambassador. So could you tell us a little bit more about how all that works? Yeah, so um, when I was at university, I really enjoyed kind of like the extracurricular stuff. Um, so I loved getting involved in like um, volunteering um, sports and society. So I thought it was really cool that I could still carry that on whilst I was working. Um, so yeah, that was a big attraction point for me. Um, and then in terms of like STEM ambassadorship, um, they really encourage employees to become a STEM ambassador um, and to volunteer with local schools. And I've also, um, I feel really grateful that the fact that they've been giving me really good support in events that I want to run by myself as well with local schools. Um, so if you have good ideas, then they'll, they'll be supportive in making those happen. Um, and then in terms of um, organisations um, that are external as well, we have relationships with different um, organisations and like non-profit um, companies or yeah, organisations. So um, Young Rail Professionals is one um, and others like the IET as well we have um, involvement with. So yeah, there's definitely lots to get involved with um, alongside your normal working job as well. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Nicole. I think there's three very different reasons to be attracted to an organisation there, and I'm sure there's lots and lots more as well. But um, it's great to hear kind of what initially attracted you to Siemens as an organisation and sort of things you've been doing so far. Um, so we've kind of covered off the benefits of, um, you know, some of the benefits that we've seen um, of joining Siemens and, you know, some of the things that you can find out on the Siemens Hub. Um, we're now going to move on to the nitty gritty of the application process and some of your guys' hints and tips. Um, so, Lamaday, you were keen to encourage students to use the STAR technique when preparing for interviews um, and applications. Can you tell a little bit um, more about that to our audience and, and what that means and how that works? Yes, so the STAR technique is a technique for answering behavioural questions in interviews. And STAR is actually an abbreviation for situation, task, action and result. So when you're answering questions and you're giving evidence, you have to give it in this order. Situation means that you give your interviewer a little background of what the situation was. Um, task is to tell them what you were supposed to do, what you're supposed to do in that situation. Action is telling them what you did. So the important thing is highlighting what you did. So that, that's where they see you, you at your strengths and see what your strengths are. Mm -hmm. And then result is what happened in the end. Did it go well? Did it go bad? Did it pay off? So yeah. star technique, that's what it is. Great stuff. Yeah, no, I think um, that's something that we often say to the students as well, is, you know, giving examples of, of when you've had to do certain things and it will come up in the um, in the interview process as well. So using the STAR technique is really, really important. So I'm glad you've highlighted that today. Um, Nathaniel, your interview was more of a character type of interview. So can you explain what that is and um, what you did to prepare for that type of interview? So yeah, my interview was actually before I started university because um, I've been part of the E3 scholarship scheme with Siemens where you are sponsored throughout your university experience and you do summer placements in between. So um, before I started university, obviously, there wasn't a huge amount of technical knowledge in my brain. So um, I learned what I could about Siemens. But at the interview, I think 
like what Charlotte said, it matters a lot, like being yourself, being chilled. Um, sounds silly, but, you, but also just smiling a lot kind of helps as well because it comes across that you're ge- kind of gen- a genuine person and you're portraying yourself as who you are rather than just a robot who's coming there to answer all these technical questions correctly, but not have any sort of depth or personality behind them. So um, there's not really a huge amount that you can prepare for that, but it just comes down to being um, sort of in the, in the moment, not not being too stressed and just go with the flow and be yourself. Great stuff, thank you. Charlotte, I'm just gonna nip over to you quickly there. Is that something, is the character interview still something that's incorporated into sort of the graduate level in um, placement um, recruitment process as well, rather than just tech, but focusing on the technical aspects? Definitely, yeah. So um, we use strength-based interviewing, which I would imagine is what Nathaniel went through, because um, it was quite a while ago when you were recruited, wasn't it? <laughs> so uh, we've used it for sort of the last three to four years. Um, and yeah, the whole point is that it isn't to um, focus on your previous work experience or you, you know, your prior technical knowledge, because we appreciate that early careers people aren't necessarily going to have that because they've not either they've not finished uni yet or you know they've just finished uni so they've got the theory knowledge but not necessarily the practical like real life knowledge so we we try to do our interviews that way to you know make sure we're not tripping anyone up and make sure we're getting the person out of the interview rather than like like Nathaniel said like a robot that just knows a load of technical knowledge because we'll teach you that that's the whole point of these um, early careers programs you know either apprenticeships graduates internships they're all there you know to 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 learn on the job and um, they're not a direct entry role where you're expected to to have this knowledge it's it, the whole point is that it's entry level than that you learn so yeah definitely echo that that's definitely the process um still and and we you know we try our best to keep it at that level so that it's sort of accessible and fair for everyone great stuff yeah it sounds like it's very much about the person rather than you know the technical yeah the right people for Siemens yeah exactly you know we even though it's such a diverse company and everyone is different there is sort of a general feel when when you meet people from literally it can be from someone from like right down south in one of our offices down south or someone up north who don't even know each other but you you have like a sort of feel that you you part of that Siemens family and it's which you wouldn't expect in such a large organization but I mean you guys are all nodding you know what I'm talking about don't yeah. you? it's hard <laughs> to it's hard to like put it into words but there is just a general sort of Siemens feel with 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 people and like I say in, in interviews you can sort of feel it out through these through these sort of strength-based techniques where you're getting you get into sort of the what energizes people and what their strengths are and what drives them in potentially in a workplace potentially in a in school or whatever so yeah <laughs> okay lovely thank you Charlotte um Nicole I'm going to come over to you now because one of your tips I think it was kind of similar to, to Lamaday's um, about giving evidence when answering interview questions but can you remember a specific question that was asked of you and how you answered that during the interview process um yeah I think I was hired quite a while ago as well, but I do remember that one of my questions was around a kind of like leadership qualities, like show how you were a leader or something along those lines. Um, and as I mentioned before, um, at university, I did really enjoy getting involved in like sports and societies volunteering. So um, my example was that um, I was kind of selected for a volunteering role in um, this big event that was held at the university. It was a sporting event. Um, and even though it wasn't kind of a STEM related answer, um, it provided like a really good ad- example of how I got to use my skills to lead a team, overcome any problems that come up or um, and like deliver something successfully as well. So um, 
something that isn't directly work experience related can still be used. So um, yeah, I like to reiterate that there's lots of value in uh, getting involved in, in different things at uni as well. Absolutely. I'm really pleased you said that, Nicole, because that is something that we say all the time to our students. You know, if you're part of a society or a sports team, there's so many skills that you're picking up during those activities that are going to be so useful when, when trying to give evidence for leadership or team working or communication that you pick up. So Fantastic. Um, thank you for that, Nicole. Um, so thanks for that, guys, um, giving us that overview of those. Um, and remember, as Carla said earlier, there's so much information on the Siemens Hub about all these different types of things that we're touching upon today. So um, make sure after the webinar you go and have a read through the, the Siemens Hub as well. So we're going to go on to a question now, which I absolutely love asking people. It's a, it's a happy question. So um, how did you all find out you were successful at Siemens and then start preparing for your first day? So Alamade, I'm going to start with you. Um, okay, if I remember well, I think I was supposed to find, found out, find out about my um, interview the week after my interview or for some reason on the Friday of that same week when I interviewed I got a phone call telling me that I had got the job and I was super excited did you ask how I prepared yeah, for the first how, day how did you prepare, yeah. how did you prepare? um <laughs> really there wasn't much to do I was just excited um and also I did bear in mind that you know it was I was myself at my interview and myself was enough so that's mm -hmm. all I took to the first day really just I was just myself great stuff I really yeah. like that answer I really like the answer you know myself was enough so this is what I took a lot of <laughs> <laughs> what <are you? laughs> best answer I've had to that question so far <laughs> so because I'd had my interview before in the summer before I started uni I also got the call saying I'd got the um been accepted as e3 uh, scholarship scheme before I started uni so it was I remember being overjoyed and thinking I've managed to get a job before I've even started my undergraduate degree this is amazing and that's the beauty of those scholarship schemes I really do recommend them to anyone who's uh, studying in STEM because there are so many opportunities like I really do can't recommend them enough and um, in a way they do prepare you for your first day because you have your you have multiple first days at work through your time at university because you got any summer placements so when I actually started in October 2020 for my grad role it just felt like I was just sl slipping back into the old routine same old same old just mm. pick up where I left off so um, I remember thinking to myself before I started in October like Nathaniel, you've got to get organised because somehow I made it through university while being a little bit disorganised. But that was what that was my the thing I remember thinking. I've got to be, got to get my notebooks and my diary all planned out. So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> in um, October just gone. So obviously a pandemic grad, as we like to call you guys now. Um, <laughs> how did how did all of that work? How um, you know joining during COVID? Obviously you've you've had experience as well from from your point of view of being there in person and working in that sort of environment to then going to to working from home and starting a graduate scheme as a as a remotely how, how did that all feel and, and work from an organizational standpoint uh, uh, for me am i answering yeah. that one right yeah. um well luckily in october we were allowed to go into the office so okay. i had a, like a few days in person where i got to meet all the other new grads and um, my manager and all that so that wasn't too bad, but going forwards, it's become a lot of working from home and a lot of virtual work. So, uh, so essentially, you just got to be able to deal with that. Can you um, 
communicate via Microsoft Teams, expect to be doing a lot of Teams calls, um, having not like not been having people check up on you. Are you doing your work? Mm. Are you feel like checking off your targets? That's something to to bear in mind. But um, yeah, it was nice having that first day in the office. I think that was really important because I know some other of my friends that graduated this year, they started their job straight into the virtual space, and that can be that can be weird. I can imagine just not having ever met your your colleagues to you they're just some pixels on your screen so yeah. yeah okay cool um and then finally over to you Nicole um how did you prepare for the first day and how did you find out that you were successful um so I got my kind of acceptance call um when I was at university uh, for my internship um and it was really exciting uh because especially when you're just applying for so many so many things and you might have got uh, several rejections but it's kind of just like a feeling of relief and excitement so um yeah it was it was a really nice nice uh, phone call to have and uh, in terms of prepare in terms of preparing um what did I do um I did, yeah like Olamide said I don't, I don't think I did much um I think probably one uh, the day before I started I would have chosen my outfit before so um and prepared everything the night before so um when I woke up the next day all I had to do was just get there on time and be myself I guess. <laughs> Lovely that's great um so we've heard about kind of how you all found out and prepared it doesn't sound like much preparation is needed <laughs> any rarer to go. Um, Alan's but... thinking no we need to prepare we need to do <laughs> <laughs> I saw that little itch right okay <laughs> sorry <laughs> We're now going to look at, um, you know, actually starting the job and how that works and what your day-to-day life's kind of really like. Um, so, Alamade, I'm going to start with you again. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about how your specific team at Siemens works? So, do you report to a specific person? Um, how many people do you work with on a day-to-day basis? That kind of thing. If you can give us just a bit of an overview, that'd be great. Okay, so, like I said earlier, I'm in the project engineering team and there is about 15 of us in that team. At the moment, I don't report directly to one person because how it is, I'm on the grad scheme, so I have the opportunity to be to help out on different projects. And on those different projects, you have different people in charge of different things. So I report to different people or whoever I'm helping out. Um, but I do have a line, a fixed line manager who takes care of all my other needs or questions or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say my my team is filled with very welcoming and supportive people. So everyone is genuinely interested in your development and your growth. You know, um, they constantly ask you, are you okay? Do you enjoy what you're doing? And they tell you to voice out if if you if you think you're not um being given the opportunity to play to your strengths as well. Um, what else did you ask? What else did you want to know? No, no, that's great. So do you feel like it's quite a supportive um, culture that you've got there within your team? Yes, yes, it is very. And um, with your line manager that you mentioned, is that the sort of person that would help you in, you know, your kind of progression goals, you know, where you might want to go next? Is that who would kind of guide through that process? Yes. So every year we sit down together and discuss where where I want to be in the next year, what I want to have achieved. And we agree on certain goals. And at the end of the year, we sit down together again, have a look at how I've done and just assess my performance, really. So it's really helpful because it helps you have a clear vision of where you want to go within the next one year. 
Great. So if you decide that you, you mentioned at the beginning about how important like the, the access to training and everything was that you, you receive at Siemens, is that the sort of person that you'd say, right, I would like training on this particular aspect and they would then help facilitate that? Yes. Yes. So on the grad scheme, you already have set trainings that you're supposed to complete. But if you see anything extra that you think, you know, if I get this skill it will be useful, or it will help out in the business, they'd be more than happy to fund fund that um, training as long as it benefits the business and you so yeah you would speak to your line manager and he would he could get it approved for you so going to come back to you in a, in, in a little while Amadeo on that and just find out a bit more about the detail of what you're looking to do and progress over the next few years but I'm going to scoot over now to Nathaniel again to ask similar questions really so you know what what is your day-to-day life um, like at Siemens Nathaniel and like, what's the team like and, and how does it work day-to-day so um, in the automation engineering department, the, the team are quite specialist in what they do. So th- I can't just be one of them immediately. So to get to grips with um, how everything works there, they kind of delegate tasks to me as they come along. Mm-hmm. So because they work on a lot of projects through the year, um, some of them are really short and intense. Some of them are spread out over some time. So uh, they, they're mostly just delegating tasks to me. And I quite like that because it means that I they just need me to do the task in any way I see fit. So it gives me the room to uh, finish my job in the way that is playing to my strengths, um, which is a really good opportunity to learn some stuff because you don't have the uh, pressure of uni where you're doing it just for the marks. You're doing it for your own knowledge and enjoyment. So, so that's what I really like about the, about working in a team where uh, I'm not really doing my own project. I'm helping others with their project. Um, I also do, um, so everyone on the grad scheme, and I think uh, after the grad scheme as well, you get involved with, um, it's called CSR, Corporate Social Responsibility. So um, I do, that's like my side project where um, I'm helping um, put together like this product design. And that's quite different to what I do in my main uh, automation projects. So it's nice having a variety and it's really cool reaching out to different parts of the business and making calls bringing people together, seeing if they have the area of expertise that you need. It does make you feel like a real grown-up and a real professional engineer, especially (laughs) coming straight out of uni and having like uh, being in a position where your opinion matters to people. It's it's a really nice feeling. So you've got your automation side of things and then you've got the CSR project that you're running. Yes. Within automation, would you be working on multiple projects at one time or does it tend to be one project at a time and then you move on to something something new? So the team will be split up into all sorts of different projects. And I personally am involved at two. Right. So um, they, so when they find like a bit that they know that my skill set will be able to help them, they'll just add me to the, like the group of Microsoft Teams. So I'm in the loop with things and then they'll delegate tasks to me or they'll introduce me to someone who will have something for me to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then as you progress, Nathaniel, because when you mentioned earlier about, you know, the, the role itself and the fact that you work with lots of different types of industries and obviously lots of different types of, of companies, then I would assume, which do you get involved directly with the companies right now? Or is that something that you would kind of move to more of a customer facing role later down the line or, or how would that work? So at this stage, um, we're already communicating with the engineers on that team. So yeah. there's a bit of like engineering to engineering kind of conversation uh, to it so that's that's now I think in the future I would I would hope to be involved with the more like high level conversations as well in my career so uh, talking about like going beyond engineering like the management style of it. Okay fab thank you very much um, and then finally Nicole um, over to you so what's your day-to-day life like at Siemens? 
Um, so I guess it's kind of different week to week. I mean, I'm working on a singular project as opposed to several different ones, but um, so essentially we have um, a stand up every day. Actually, I'll talk about my team first. Um, so we, um, I'm on the software team and it's, it's quite a big team, but it's kind of broken down into smaller teams that we kind of actively work with. Um, and uh, I guess they're called scrum, scrum teams. Um, and I think they're about maybe 10 people, um, sometimes smaller. Um, and we report into kind of one scrum leader um, and, and most of us work from home. So uh, our, all our correspondence are, is pretty much virtual. Um, and then every day we have um, what's called a stand-up meeting. Um, Pre-COVID, this would be us literally standing up in a room all together, but now we're, we're all sat down at our desks. Um, and this basically is um, a short meeting every single day where we report on what we have done the day before um, or what we plan to do today and then um, any blockers or problems that we're having basically. Um, and then through the week we would um, basically work on either fixing um, any bugs that would come back from the software team um, or implementing uh, new features that are requested by the customer. Um, so yeah, I feel like um, I'm learning all the time, which is really nice. And um, I think one thing that I really like about working in this team is that um, no question is like a silly question. And that um, when I first um, kind of joined, I was quite scared, like, what if I don't know enough? Um, but no one has, like, everyone has been willing to help me, which has been really, really nice. So, yeah. Uh, I'm going to stick with you um, as we move on to kind of the next question um, that I touched upon briefly with Amade and Daniel, but where do you kind of see your role progressing? Do you, will you be staying within the Crossrail team or um, are you going to move outside of that or, or, or where do you think you'll go in the next few years? Um, so yeah, I'll be staying on the Crossrail project, which is really exciting. Um, I think um, in, in our uh, kind of business unit, at least we have one year of moving around and then one year kind of in one place, um, yeah. but it, it can be quite flexible. But yeah, I'll be staying on Crossrail and uh, in the next few years, um, my one of my main goals is to become um, more professionally accredited. So uh, Siemens helped me to get the engineering technician engineering technician status um, mm -hmm. last year and then I'd like to um, eventually get um, incorporated engineer status and then eventually get chartered so um, mm -hmm. Olamide you were saying before about them um, being supportive in membership fees and they also cover the application fees for that as well so yeah it's really cool. <laughs> so in terms of training and, and support around him becoming a chartered engineer and becoming incorporated the Siemens kind of helped towards all of that aspect as well as the membership fees? Yeah, so um, they're really supportive with um, professional development and there's also um, a group that I've seen that um, kind of has either mentors that can help you with your, um, your applications and um, you can network with other people that are going through the same process as well. So yeah, it's really good. Great stuff. Um, okay, we're going to go back to Alamade now um, and kind of talk a little bit about some of the things that I've just touched upon with Nicole. So what, where do you see yourself progressing within the organisation over the next few years and um, what training and bits and bobs like that do you think you'll be getting to kind of help along the way? Okay, so at the moment, I see myself going towards um, or moving up to become a senior project engineer and then possibly a project manager. But mm -hmm. um I can only say what I feel like now because the thing is at Siemens like there's so many things to get involved in and there's 
honestly so many routes you can take or so many opportunities open to you especially as a grad um so that's the good thing about Siemens I'd say um what sorry what was the next thing you asked so is there what sort of training or or help do you do you think you'll need to be able to achieve those okay um so so far we've had various trainings so technical trainings and also um um soft skills type trainings Mm -hmm. um so like basic signaling technology, which t- teaches you about basically all the foundational knowledge about technology on the railway. And then going towards the role of a senior project engineer, I imagine I'll be taking the exam um, that's a step higher than that one. And then going towards the project manager role um, on the grad scheme, we've all already had had our foundational project management um, training and we've all gotten certificate, certificates for that. So as you can see, they are paving the way for us to have different options when we're moving up. Yeah, great stuff. It sounds like you do have the flexibility then to, if you do decide to kind of change direction in an organisation like Siemens that has got so many different divisions and arms to it that you can kind of choose where, where you want to go, which is yeah. great. Yeah. Um, okay, so Nathaniel, um, same, same to you. I know we kind of touched upon that briefly, but where, if you had to look at, say, the next five years at Siemens, where do you think your role will, will progress to? Uh, similarly to the others, I'd be looking at the uh, Chartered Engineering Accreditation. Yeah. And then, like the others said, there's so much support for that. Um, they've assured us that our grad scheme is like tailored towards t- ticking off all of the boxes that you need to um, get your chartered status. So that means like over the course of the two years in the grad scheme, you get experience with like leadership, project management, uh, working in a team, like all of those things that you need to... Um, get your CN. So I'd hope to have got that by then. I think it's quite possible. Um, yeah. I think on average it takes about four years. So uh, by then, and then um, hopefully um, have had some pretty varied experience around Siemens. So the way my grad scheme works is you do four, six month placements in different departments and you should aim to get quite a variety. Like, I mean, you obviously don't have to, but I, I personally would like to get a nice mixture of things around hardware and software in Siemens Manchester. So by then, I would like to try a few out and decided on which one I'd like to pursue as my main like career path. Yeah. And, um, at the moment, it's looking like automation engineering, but we'll see. So we've got um, two, three more placements after this to go. So yeah, it's good that you've got the you know the, the initial attraction was the automation, but you've now got the opportunity to try a few of the things within the business, which is great. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, so finally, before I hand back to Carla, um, and I love there's another question that I love. I love a lot of questions. <laughs> Um, everyone has like really unique things that they've done as part of their career so far but I just would like all of you to pick kind of a career highlight um, so Alamade again starting with you what is your career highlight so far? Okay so I got involved in a project that was basically automating a long business process which would involve someone sitting down on some huge excel sheets and um, so basically the project was to automate this whole process and it required someone who knew how to program in Python. And um, my manager worked, walked up to me and he said, do you know how to you know, write Python? And I said, no, but I know how to use Google. So count me in. <laughs> and um, <laughs> well, long story cut short, I got involved in this project. I was the only one working on it at the time. So I made um, like three major improvements to um, a, a tool that was already existing, but had not yet received funding from the business. So this was just someone's idea that he was trying to, you know, develop. And um, I think about two months after I came off the project, because I rotated to my new role, 
um, I got a phone call from him, from him and he said, good news, we got funding from the business. Mm -hmm. So that was that was really special for me because, you know, I took on the challenge of learning Python and I implemented the changes, made the tool more user friendly and the senior management saw the tool as useful and why they gave us the funding. So that's my career highlight. That's fantastic. That's a great highlight so far. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like you're going to have a long way to go, though. Like lots of other things that you can start improving and, and making better for everybody. That's fab. Um, okay, so Nathaniel, same to you. What's your career highlight? Uh, before I talk about mine, I just wanted to say at Lamidate, that's a really good point about how if you don't know something, you know how to Google it, like you know where to go to find out what you need to do. And that's a really important skill. It means that like the possibilities are endless out there. Like you can put yourself forward for anything and you just got to have the confidence that you could, you're willing to learn. Um, and that's kind of something that I apply, apply to my highlight as well. Um, so the, the government is putting together a project in 2022 called Festival UK, which is a 120 million pound uh, like funding into the creativity and arts sector to uh, put on something really like spectacular over the course of that year. And um, one of the, the teams that wants to win a portion of that funding came to Siemens and said, uh, we need some engineers to uh, help us like do the tech for our concept. And um, that worked its way down to my manager who asked us and the grads who wants to get involved. So me and my workmate, uh, my friend, got, we got involved. And it's, um, so we're in one of the teams that's trying to win uh, 10 million pounds out of that funding to to build their their concept. So um so we're working with all these really cool creative people who um, are from a theater company mm -hmm. and um just just me and the other, the other grad who's my friend are making this device for them this um it's like a programmable smart light mm -hmm. so that we can win this funding and mass produce it and make something viral that everyone's going to watch on tv so mm -hmm. huge responsibility very scary but very exciting and um that's got to be that might even be like the highlight of my career if it works who knows <laughs> um, but yeah, hopefully you'll see it on your TV in 2022. And again, it's something that you wouldn't necessarily think, okay, I'll be working with a theatre company at Siemens to create something like that. It's something that you wouldn't even even think of. So that's that's brilliant. Oh, um, yeah, completely took by surprise. Like, I would never have foreseen this. It's great. Well, thank you so much. Um, so finally, Nicole, over to you. What is your career highlight? Um, so I think um, one thing that I really love about Siemens is how... Um, they give recognition. Um, so uh, in our business unit over the past few years, they've kind of held um, like award ceremonies and, and events. So one, one year it was at the, I think it was last year, the London uh, Transport Museum, which was really cool. Um, so we went down to London with uh, apprentices, interns and um, grads, and we got to have a really fun evening. And um, I won the award for um, basically for STEM and CSR work. So it was really nice because I'd worked really, really hard towards like volunteering stuff. And plus it was just a really fun night just to enjoy um, and have fun and socialize with uh, the people you work with. So, yeah. That's brilliant that, you know, something that you enjoy so much um, has been really you know, recognized in a, in a work capacity as well. And yeah. you know, hopefully one day we'll all be able to celebrate like that again. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Um, but it's great as well, you know, that Siemens put on events like that um, for, for their grads and interns and, and give you that kind of socialisation and, and, and fun, fun nights as well. So, yes, hopefully one day we'll be able to be in a room together again. <laughs> um, thank you so much um, to everybody today. That's been really, really great to listen to all of your experiences. And I think you've all made some brilliant points about, you know, not just the interview process, but also 
when you're actually in the job and you know taking the initiative you know like things like Alameda said about you know going I'm going to go and learn that that coding language um and uh, that was kind of seconded by Nathaniel so yes yeah, some amazing things today and I, I hope that's been really valuable for our audience as well so I'm going to hand back to you Carl to finish everything off Thank you, sir. And yeah, yeah, really good to hear from all your experiences. It's been it's been a really fun webinar, so really appreciate that as well. And Charlotte, I'm going to put you on the spot, and I don't know if you know the answer to this, so sorry if you don't. Um, but the guys have all spoken about, you know, the their start dates, the in-person start dates, you know, going on to, um, you know, different different campuses and different sites and things like that. What, do you know what the, the start the start dates are going to look like for the grads and interns this year? Is it going to be virtual? Do we not know yet? Is it too early? Um, it's a, a little bit early, I guess. Typically, yeah. interns start over like the summer, so they yeah. usually start once they've finished that uni year. Mm-hmm. Um, from I'd say June to August, and um, sometimes they start in September as well. Usually, mm-hmm. the graduates start um in October, like the, it's usually like the first of October or you know the second or something like that. Um, we are going to stick to the start dates, but whether they'll be in-person start dates or virtual start dates we don't know um I would think just from reading the news and stuff with the vaccine um that we would maybe even if you weren't starting permanently in the office we would maybe be able to do some sort of like induction day in person in a safe way because you know all seamen staff at the minute are really trying to the best to make sure that it's safe to return to site when when we are um actually allowed like there's a lot of like apps going on and things like that so that we can safely go onto site and you know not come into contact with too many people and all that kind of stuff so we are working towards that as a company um so I would have thought because we understand how important it is to be with people in real life especially at the start of your career you know Mm -hmm. brand new company might not have worked anywhere before you do kind of need that um interaction um so yeah I, I couldn't give you like a proper answer but that's sort of what we're thinking and what we're aiming for yeah, no, I appreciate that. And obviously, like all the grads have just said, whether it's in person or a virtual start or a virtual environment that you work in, it all sounds like it's really easy to either go and pop and see somebody or pick up the phone or pick up Teams and ask questions. I think, yeah, and I think that's been a thing with Siemens anyway, because like like all of us, I mean, me and Nathaniel are both based in Manchester, but I don't think Nicole or Alamedia are either. So like we're always all over the country anyway. Um, that's part of working at a national company, a global company. So it wasn't like that weird for us to work from home and be like zoom calling people yeah. Um, it's quite it's sort of the culture at, at Siemens and um, because we are such a big company and we're all over the country so um it doesn't feel too strange I don't think yeah. no that, that makes sense yeah thank you Sheldon sorry to put you on the spot no, um, okay. so what I want to do now is um part of these webinars is to really get to know the nitty-gritty of the employer so I want your key facts. Now, I know what yours is, Charlotte, but I'm really excited to know what the others are. I'm going to start with you. They better be good, you guys, honestly. So, Charlotte, what is your key exciting fact that nobody out there in the world knows about Siemens? Oh, I don't know if no one knows it. I didn't (laughs) know it um, for a long time. It was probably about three years into the job that I realised, but I love it. Um, Basically, the... um, at Alton Towers, the theme park, um, one of the rides, it's called Nemesis, and that has that's powered by Siemens motor drives. Um, and Nemesis is a anagram for Siemens, so it's like it's like our little ride at Alton Towers. <laughs> and it's actually, if anyone's been to Alton Towers, it's a really good ride as well. Like it's I quite like theme parks and stuff like that. So it's um that's definitely my favorite fact. I feel like that's the most accessible fact because 
everyone knows like well most people know what Alton Towers is most people know what theme parks and rides are it's, it's not like a really technical engineering <laughs> thing it's like it's a, it's a ride so I probably liked it Charlotte says I can't understand yeah. that I understand yeah that. exactly <laughs> that's for me as well like, it doesn't like go right over my head I actually get that <laughs> right come on in team Alameda next to you what is your exciting fact Okay, the fact I wanted to use wasn't as exciting as Charlotte's one, so I'm going to try another one. Um, okay, this fact was very, very true before COVID, but now that COVID, like the lockdown is in place, I'm not sure if it still stands, but every day you interact with at least one Siemens product. I've that heard that before. That is a great fact. That is a great fact. That's what so cool. Come on, give us you another one. Oh, it, it, that was easy. Siemens is almost 200 years old. You could Google that. Otherwise, I'd have been disappointed. Nathaniel, what is your exciting fact? Oh, the bar's been raised too high now. I don't have anything interesting to see. Charlotte's taken the one that they tell us at all the uh, presentations, but um, I don't know. uh, I don't even know if this is right, but Siemens employ 350,000 people worldwide. I'm looking at Charlotte. It's a little bit less now. It used to be 350, it's a little bit less now, but yeah. It's still huge. We'll give you that one, Nathaniel. Just, just, we'll just give you that one. <laughs> Poor Nicole. Nicole's always the last one. She answers. Nicole, come on. Let, let's do it for the team. Um, well, I don't know if this is exciting either, but the Eurostar is a Siemens train. Um, oh, but I didn't I know, know that. that. Yeah, I, so. know that. <laughs> I love it when we do these because all the other people go, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> writing it down to go away and tell everybody else. <laughs> no, that's a good one, Nicole. Thank you very much. Um, and just to finish with you, Charlotte, I know we've kind of probably answered this question with all the fantastic experiences that the grads have given. Um, but, you know, from your point of view as a recruiter, you know, seeing graduates and interns every single day, why, why would you suggest Siemens um, to a student who is just starting out in the career? You know, why, what, what makes it different from your point of view? Um, so it's definitely been answered, but I'll sort of reiterate yeah. it from my point of view. Um, for me, it's two things. The first being how valued early careers people are at Siemens. So yeah. you can see that from all the experiences these guys have had, but everyone is so committed to your development. Even people that you know, don't work with every day, just people like, like for me, for example, I started as an apprentice and a lot of my hiring managers who are, you know, senior managers in the company and stuff, they would be really um like really want me to develop and really and you know I'm I'm offering them a service but they're still trying to develop me as well um so that's something that I think is just key because you would think in such a large organization that early careers might get a bit lost um, and yeah. just because there's so many you know people so many important things happening but that's not the case at all and um, you know our CEO is a massive advocate for early careers a lot of our um a lot of the people on like the managing board started as apprentices graduates and um, you know they, they all come from a very similar position um, and yeah. so it's it's massively valued in in Siemens um, the other thing I would say is um, Siemens is unique in the fact that it is such a large organization mm-hmm. um, spanning across so many different sectors. So like the guys on, on here today are from different sectors of, and from, from different divisions of Siemens, but it's not to say that they couldn't ever travel into, the, um, into their other divisions and get opportunities with, with, within there. Um, it's, 
it's almost like you you enter the company and you sort of set up for life because you could you could go to so many different places in the UK and um, but then also globally as well like there's opportunities like we have opportunities to to travel globally and um, just in in our jobs but um you know there's opportunities to then go and work um in a different country you know we, we've had some really great success stories of people like going to Germany or you know like Singapore or somewhere like that and having really successful careers um because it is so big that there's always going to be opportunities so it's like you could keep having different jobs keep having different careers and, and working across different sectors for, you, for your whole life really um so I think that's probably another thing that it doesn't it's not necessarily unique but it is like a really it's a really good part about Siemens being such a large organization where you are encouraged to take those opportunities as well and because you know you could think that oh if someone's really good in my team then I'm not going to let them go I don't want I'm not going to encourage them to go for other opportunities but that's not the case at all like we've we still would encourage even if it meant you going to a different team or something like that. Yeah. And I think, Charlotte, you've just kind of hit the nail on the head there when you say about Siemens wanting to progress people and put effort and time into people. When you've just said that, you know, a lot of people on the management board started out as apprentices, undergraduates, graduates. And it gives it gives everybody who's watching now as, as an undergraduate or graduate room to know that they can progress. You know, they can be on the management board of, of a, a global company like Siemens, which mm. to me is just Nathaniel's smile. He's like, yeah, one day. That's your plan, Nathaniel. Um, but yes yeah, so thank you very much everybody it's been an absolute delight to hold this webinar today and um, i'm so glad to be back with everybody and um yeah it's been really insightful so thank you everybody everybody for joining us I think, um, I think, um, our, sorry i was just gonna say i think our roles are live on 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 our hub aren't they so people yeah. can people that are watching that have taken some inspiration from our amazing graduates today um you can go and click and apply to the the graduate roles now i think yeah we're all live good to go charlotte, you're doing my job for me that's exactly <laughs> what i was just gonna say you were just gonna say <laughs> uh, what charlotte said go on Please to the apply work <laughs> the grad cracker hub do your research apply you know they've got fantastic opportunities and um, the webinar will be live on the siemens hub tomorrow as a whole and as i always say we'll break it up into different sections there's some really fantastic sections that we're going to break it up and be in the career center probably early next week and um, so take a look for those um, next week, Sophie, you're taking a break and Jessica is going to join me with Arup. Um, so Arup is a global firm of designers, engineering, engineers and planners. Um, they've worked on some fantastic projects um, such as the new waterfront in New York City and um, building Russia's largest data hall, to name a few. But for now, make sure you go on to Siemens Hub, apply, follow, re-watch the webinar if you, haven't, if you, you, know, if you want to watch it again. And I'll see you next week. See you soon, everyone. Thanks Thank so you much. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.